Welcome to the Staying Ages podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Asosa E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we will be talking about how to boost your immunity and natural antiviral remedies. Yep, it's that time. To get this pandemic survival party started, I'm going to give you guys some tips on how we can boost our immunity through daily wellness rituals, some natural alternatives we can start taking now. And later, we will speak to our amazing guest, Elizabeth Carpenter, who is a Chinese medicine practitioner, licensed acupuncturist, advanced rapid transformational therapy practitioner, and clinical hypnotherapist. Buckle up, y'all, and grab your quarantine snacks, because we got a lot to cover, and I know this is a really important topic to cover in depth. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. So today, we are going to talk about COVID-19, also known as coronavirus, also known as Auntie Rona. (laughs) But I am not here to add to your fear or discuss points that you've already heard over and over via the news. Today, I want to empower and equip you by discussing our immunity, how it works, and some natural antivirals and things that you can do right now and take right now to boost your immunity to protect yourself and protect your family. So let me start off with a story that I consider good news that has not necessarily widely spread, but there are articles being written about it, so you can look it up yourself. Dr. Rayburn Fairweather, he's a 47-year-old Jamaican doctor who was infected with COVID-19. After battling the virus for two weeks and having excessive fatigue, mucus production, he successfully fought it off by drinking Caribbean home remedies made with turmeric, garlic, and ginger. You heard? There is power in plants and herbs, but we will get into some more things that can be helpful in a moment, but I just want to give you guys hope. (laughs) I know that this affects people in different ways and that if you have an underlying condition, you are more at risk, but natural plants and herbs didn't lose their power when coronavirus came on the scene, y'all. Plants and herbs have been here for thousands and thousands of years, and they are powerful. Some things that we can keep in mind when we talk about our immune system, um, it's innate and adaptive. And when we talk about it being adaptive, it's important to note that it does adapt based on our environment, our diet, our sleep, our exposure to pathogens. So then one of the most powerful things that we can do to boost our immunities today is through implementing amazing daily wellness rituals. First off, we have to reduce our stress. So saying don't stress about it would be completely insensitive at a time when many of us are dealing with mounting financial and relational anxiety. But the bottom line is that anxiety and stress lower our immunity and will actually make us more susceptible to getting any disease. Remember, our bodies can only heal when our nervous system is in parasympathetic or rest and relax mode. When we're in that fight or flight mode and we're stressed out, we're anxious, our cortisol levels are high, healing can't occur. So we need to do things that help us de-stress every single day. So cut down on the news time, which may increase your anxiety and try and catch up on your news through other means. Increase your time in prayer, meditation, increase your time breathing really deeply. Exercise is also a wonderful stress reliever and will flood your body with feel-good serotonin, so find a way to move your body every single day. Sleep is also essential and a major key in keeping our immunity up, so get enough of it every night. Most of us need seven to eight hours. I know I personally never get sick unless my sleep game is slipping. Now, when it comes to supplements, there are a myriad of supplements that you can take depending on where you are health-wise. If you have an underlying health condition of any sort, this is the time to get very serious about diet and lifestyle habits to ensure that your immunity is at its strongest. So get a practitioner to guide you if you need someone, but get started today. Don't wait because we don't know how long this will last and what other pathogen threats may occur in the future. Beginning with baseline supplementation, I want you to make sure that your vitamin D levels are not low. 
Remember, vitamin D is not a vitamin, it's a hormone, and all of us need at minimum 2,000 IU per day. When we don't have enough vitamin D and our levels show up low on blood work, that leaves us susceptible to chronic infections and chronic diseases. So we want to make sure that our levels are on point. If you are deficient or low, you usually need to take a higher dose. Um, I usually start my clients off with around 5,000 IU per day, or your doctor may prescribe you around 50,000 international units per week for like a month or for a few weeks, depending on how severe your deficiency is. Wherever you are, if you're deficient, get that vitamin D up, all right? The other thing we can do to boost our immunity is megadosing vitamin C daily from whole food sources. So we can get us some oranges, some grapefruit, some papaya, which actually has three times the amount of vitamin C that oranges do or citrus does. Many people forget also that cruciferous vegetables and greens pack in a lot of vitamin C. One cup of kale has 134% of the recommended daily intake of vitamin C, and one cup of cauliflower has 77% of the recommended daily intake. Vitamin C works best before you're sick, but in therapeutic high doses, it actually can help with recovery from just about anything. And we'll have to do a whole other episode on that. But there are reports that have been done in China and even some hospitals in in New York City that show that intravenous vitamin C has been helpful in the recovery of patients infected with anti-Rona. My personal favorite sources of megadosing vitamin C are acerola cherry powder and camu camu powder. Super amazing, awesome, really easy to throw into a smoothie or a juice and drink up. All right. The other thing we need to do is get our guts together. Our gut is the seat of our immunity. If our gut is compromised, leaky, or overrun with bad bacteria, our bodies become a breeding ground for a wide range of pathogens or viruses. So we want to keep that balance of good to bad bacteria in the right place, but there's so many things that can throw that out of whack. Antibiotics, pesticides, chlorinated water, poor diet, especially high sugar diets, medications, much more stuff. So the biggest way we can care for our gut right now is to eat real, unprocessed food. We want to eat anti-inflammatory foods, so that means we want less sugar, we don't want a bunch of packaged stuff, less stabilizers. For a lot of people, dairy is inflammatory. We already talked about that. Um, For some people, gluten is inflammatory. So we want to stay more on fruits, vegetables, Whole food ingredients. If you can't pronounce it, you probably shouldn't be eating it, okay? Eating processed foods or fast foods will lower your immunity fast. All right. Next, we want to get acquainted with and stock up on powerful, natural, antiviral herbs. People forget we can use herbs in a myriad of ways. We could add it to our food. We can use essential oils actually as natural antivirals that we could use almost like hand sanitizers after we wash our hands. Some amazing antiviral herbs that you can add to your meals today include oregano, sage, basil, fennel, garlic, lemon balm, peppermint, rosemary, um, ginger, ginseng, dandelion, licorice. All of these things we can take in tea form, we can add to meals, we can use their essential oils, and they are powerful natural antivirals. The last thing I want to talk about that we can do today has to do with the medication that um, the president and others were considering to treat corona, which is hydroxychloroquine and some of the natural alternatives that affect viruses in the same way. So hydroxychloroquine is actually in a class of drugs called antimalarials. It is used to prevent and treat acute attacks of malaria. It's also used to treat lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, in patients whose symptoms have not improved. Um, And part of the reason why it's used for those patients is because it actually kind of lowers the activity of the innate immune system. So it kind of suppresses it in those people and they have overactive immune systems. Some of the side effects of this drug are things like headaches, dizziness, loss of appetite, nausea, diarrhea, stomach pain, vomiting, skin rash. All right, so how does this drug actually work? And then let's talk about some natural things really quickly that we could do or start taking now um, to protect ourselves. So when a virus, virus invades a cell in your body, 
what happens that makes us sick is that it replicates faster than what the immune system can actually neutralize, right? So inside the cell, there's a sort of like a Xerox machine. It kind of copies this virus. This Xerox machine is called the RNA polymerase. The RNA polymerase is actually literally shut off when zinc enters the cell. However, because zinc has a certain ionic charge, it actually can't cross the cell membrane by itself. It needs a helper. And that helper is called a zinc ionophore. And hydroxychloroquine is a zinc ionophore. This is why it's effective in stopping the virus. It basically allows zinc to rush into the cells at a very fast rate and stop the viral replication. So the good news is that there are many plants and extracts and oils, etc., that are zinc ionophores that can do the same thing that this drug does that you don't actually need a prescription for and that are more likely not to give you any major side effects. I did some research on the research, (laughs) and there is actually research on all of this that you can look up. Um, I did find a 2010 peer-reviewed researched article that did talk about inhibiting coronavirus. I also, uh, a South Korean research paper demonstrated in vitro that by increasing the zinc concentration in cellular cytoplasm, that viral replication is inhibited. And as the intracellular levels of zinc are increased, the inhibition of viral replication can reach 100%, according to the charts within the paper. And those researchers use two anti-malarial drugs, which are both ionophores. And South Korea has been treating high-risk, critically ill COVID-19 patients with the drug hydroxychloroquine. And it's likely that uh, the single clinical reason that they've had the lowest death rate in the world for COVID-19 so far is that drug, um, which requires a prescription. But we're going to get into in a moment, there are natural things that do the same thing. So there's also studies that came out in France showing that hydrochloroquine and azithromycin had 100% success within five to six days. Azithromycin stops the secondary bacterial infections that are seen with viral pneumonia. And then there was also a published letter from a doctor based in New York who used uh, hydrochloroquine, uh, azithromycin, and zinc, and he also had 100% success in treating the virus. So I I don't know. I I find it very fascinating. So let's talk about some natural things. Um, So a, a natural supplement, there are several natural supplement or essential oils, extracts, et cetera, that actually do the same thing. They're zinc ionophores. One is quercetin. Um, Quercetin does not require a prescription, and you can actually just get a quercetin supplement from any natural food store, et cetera. Other things that are high in quercetin include elderberries. Elderberries are actually high in quercetin. Red wine is actually high in quercetin. So is blueberries. But if you wanted to get higher concentrations of it, you can take the supplement. And when you take quercetin supplement, you can also take a zinc supplement to ensure that your body is then being able to get enough zinc to go into the cells, which would then is stopping that viral replication. Other things that increase uh, or that act as ionophores are ECGC or epigallocatechin gallate, which is an antioxidant that you can find in green tea. The way that I get this is actually I drink matcha tea, and matcha tea has a really high level of this antioxidant. So drinking a daily cup of matcha tea or drinking a daily cup of green tea or even green tea a couple times a day, you're going to increase this antioxidant, which has the same antiviral capability. Olive leaf extract is another one. Curcumin or turmeric oil. Remember, you can add turmeric to season your food. The Jamaican doctor, he actually was drinking stuff with turmeric in it. You can make turmeric milk. That's pretty tasty, actually. Almond milk, cinnamon, pinch of black pepper, a little bit of some kind of sweetener if you need it. But I would stay away from the sugar if you were sick. Um, But turmeric is very, very powerful. Fresh turmeric is even more powerful. Then there's clove oil, ginger, Wormwood, basil, bay leaf, cinnamon oils, thyme oil or thyme all, um, and citrus oil. So we have a lot of things in nature 
<laughs> they can emulate the same actions of this drug. And so I just wanted to get you a little hip to that and some things that you could add to your supplement closet ASAP, no side effects, and that could help you um, boost your immunity. But don't forget, this is about the whole picture, meaning get your wellness rituals together, get your diet supercharged, and then also consider supplements. Don't use the supplements as the magic pill. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to speak to our amazing guest. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com. And I'm a certified nutrition specialist who specializes in helping women discover what exercise and diet is best for their bodies. Clients who have worked with me have reversed hypertension, diabetes, balanced hormonally, got rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a free 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Our guest for today, Elizabeth Carpenter, is a speaker, teacher, and clinician. She's been in private practice since 1998, helping thousands of patients through Chinese medicine and acupuncture, hypnotherapy, herbs, nutrition, and much more. Elizabeth has served on the faculties of five colleges and universities, helping train and supervise hundreds of the acupuncturists practicing today. She's been an advisor to national and state organizations, as well as a consultant on the topic of how complementary and biomedicine can work together to create better patient outcomes. Elizabeth speaks and teaches on her passion, the science and role consciousness plays in creating our health, happiness, and lives. Her mission is to help patients and audiences pivot from being victims of genes and circumstance to powerful authors of their own health and life experiences. Elizabeth, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. I'm really excited to talk to you because you've mastered a range of healing modalities. Um, it, it just seems like you've, I don't know, I was just so fascinated by the number of things that you have chosen to study. Um, it seems like you, you're into Chinese medicine, acupuncture, hypnotherapy, um, rapid transformational therapy. Um, tell us a little bit about how you were led to do what you do now and like what what was the initial like spark or driving force for you? Well, first of all, so, so thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm happy to share my story. My story is a classic story of an incredible transformation in their own life. And then that mm. becomes the way forward. Mm. Um, I had a big event in my life that changed everything about my life, really. And what happened to me, for me, because of the healing work that I did with a particular individual, I felt really called to do that for other people. At the time, this is back in the 80s, I was a professional dancer in San Francisco, dancing with the Jogo Performance Group, really wow. leading edge, um, yeah, fancy pants company. And I was really just having the time of my life, living my dream. And then suddenly I could not dance. I couldn't even bend my knees. It was, oh, it was no. a big deal. And um, I grew up in a a family full of lawyers and doctors. So what did I do? The very first thing I did was like went straight to the orthopedic surgeon and they said, oh, wow, you know, you've been dancing since you were seven years old. You have deteriorated your kneecaps. They oh my goodness. Something called chondromania patella. And they said, you know, game up. You're young, but the game is up. We're going to have to operate. We're going to do arthroscopic surgery and, you know, you'll walk, you'll run, but you know, dancing, not so much. Wow. So I was, yeah, <laughs> I was pretty devastated because I left uh, school with the idea that, wow, I've got this opportunity to dance. I'm only going to be young once and law school's in my back pocket. I can do that when I'm 40. And so <laughs> I was, I was really devastated. I had been dancing since I was seven, performing since 10 and mm. I was really living my dream. So I was, pretty angry, mm. pretty upset. And, um, 
And then somebody in the company said, go to my acupuncturist. And I laughed out loud. I mean, this was the 80s and (laughs) I didn't know anything about it. It wasn't the explosion that it is today, believe me. Right. It was hocus pocus, far-fetched folk medicine, at least in my mind, coming from my biomedical background, Mm. um, family lineage. And so I really laughed and resisted it. And eventually she said, we're having auditions. You don't have a job. This is over. Like, what? you have to lose. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Hmm. I have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So I made the appointment and I went and do you know that I got up off her table. Well, first of all, she said, I don't believe this. There's no lead up. It's like one day you're dancing, the next day you're not. I don't believe this uh, diagnosis. Let's hmm. prove them wrong. So um, I got up off her acupuncture table 50% better and out of pain. Wow. I, this is before cell phones and, and computers. And I, I just said to her, can I come back tomorrow? <laughs> and she said, yep. And uh, so the next day I went back and I could, it was like, I'd never had a problem. Wow. And she explained to me what was going on and why she thought what she thought and why she, you know, how she figured things out. Um, and I said, you know what, can I use your phone? I went in her kitchen because she had a Victorian, one of those gorgeous painted lady Victorians in San Francisco. And uh, she lived upstairs and she practiced downstairs. And I said, can I use your phone? I went in her kitchen. I called the company. I said, I will be in rehearsal tomorrow. I'm fine. Wow. And saved my job. And then, of course, I canceled the surgery. And then I thought to myself, I have so many problems. I've got gastrointestinal problems. I have period problems. I have what was thought to be chronic fatigue syndrome. I have so many problems. If she could do this, maybe she could help me mm. for real. So we got busy and I spent um, the next couple years of my life, every single thing, healing, healing wow. completely. And sort of more important than that, even if, although that's pretty darn important, my mind just open to the East, to wisdom, to the spiritual mysteries of things, to self-healing, to the consciousness of energy, to, it just opened everything that could change in a person's life changed. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I'm not ready yet, but when I'm done dancing, this is what I want to do. I want to do this for other people. Amazing. to hold that space and be that transformative figure. So that's, that's it. So amazing. And the big list of all the things that you mentioned, and I have mm-hmm. seven certifications and licenses, but that long list is a patient has taught me everything. Every single thing in the practice has come into the practice because somebody needed it and I didn't know how to solve it. And that led me on another road of exploration. And so now 22 years into practice, it all just gets layered and I kind of reach in my tool bag and pull out what's needed for different people layering and, and integrating them into a custom solution for each person. So, so cool. That's a long winded story. I hope I didn't go on too long. No, I love it. Um, And I think people do (laughs) need to hear it because I think that most true healers and we have had other people on my show who have a similar story, either a personal crisis or a family crisis or whatever it was, and after going through that, that that is what really, and healing themselves, that's really what took them on the journey to now deal with other people. So, so cool. Absolutely. Um, those, I think those are the real deal people in life. You've got your people who come into medicine, different kinds of medicine, because of a passion or, mm-hmm. a, or a calling that is from the heart. And then you have your people who have... Uh, like me, who've already been on their knees, you know? Yep. <laughs> and um, and that's a different story. And yeah. And then you have a whole third group of people who are like, that looks like a good thing to do. I think I'll do that. You right. Know? I need a career, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, totally. I'm one of the people who's been on my knees several times. So I hear you on that oh, one. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. <laughs> um, that makes you real, doesn't it? Yes. No, for real. No, for real. Yes, for sure. Um, let's talk about immunity. I, I, I want to talk about yeah. immunity. Obviously, the world has gone. It's just it's just very different right now. And we're all trying to wrap our heads around it. 
But when it comes to immunity from a Chinese medicine perspective, I want to talk about that because I've actually never, I don't know that much about that. And I'm sure other people want to know that too. Yeah. Well, I think there's a bit of overlap between um, Chinese medicine view and Western medicine view uh, when we drill down into the sort of um, technicalities of it. Mm -hmm. But Chinese medicine uh, didn't have a word for immunity. Uh, Immune is a Western term. And around the 18th Mm. century, it started getting integrated into um, Chinese medicine lexicon. But before that, um, they used the word plague. And that was a common term used by the ancient Chinese to refer to infectious diseases that affected um, big populations. Mm. Um, And then they also have this concept of what's called seasonal epidemic diseases. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what it, what it implies. So these things had been around for, for dynasties. Uh, Chinese medicine is, is, uh, is uh, historically looked back on in dynasties. That's how old it is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So been through a lot of evolution over a lot of time, but, in regard to this concept of uh, epidemic diseases and seasonal epidemic diseases, Chinese medicine is pretty advanced, and um, it pretty much has to has to do with this idea that um, a best the best offense is a good defense, mm. <laughs> as you know, in a, in a colloquialism from modern life. Um, so in order to defend against diseases and epidemic diseases, um, the idea is to keep your healthy energy abundant so that evil will not invade. And that's a direct quote from one of the oldest books in Chinese medicine wow. translated into modern English. The, we are to keep healthy energy abundant and the evils will not invade. Because I love this. When I went to Chinese medicine school, um, I really fell in love with the whole poetry of the language. And even today with patients, I find that that something that is so powerful is how this poetic language, whether it's using the imagery of landscape or a war or terrain or weather or doesn't matter, that this language can encapsulate such complex biomedical and medical concepts Mm. but in a way that everybody can get because mm-hmm. everybody has an experience with it. So one of my favorite phrases is evil pernicious influence. <laughs> and, and I think COVID-19 falls in that category. Right. So how do we keep our healthy energy abundant? Well, that is uh, called the, the upright chi, the jung chi, the upright chi, the healthy chi. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's this idea that by our everyday lives, we have the chance to create more energy than we need, Mm. more chi, more life force than we need, so that we never need to, or that we don't need to, tap into this supply of vital essence or energy that we were born with. Mm. So the idea is that through your lifestyle, you create this great defense, right? And that's your offense. And so what do we do? Where, where's that coming from? That's coming from what we put in our bodies. That's yeah. coming from our movement and exercise. It's coming from sleep. It's coming from laughter and emotional well-being and enjoyment of life. And ancient medicine is very big on being in your purpose, not in the uh, yes. sort of woo-woo new age way, but really being right with life, being in harmony with nature. And that means a lot of things, but it means rightness with your own nature, right. authenticity. And it also means rightness with bigger nature. And of course, that's really gotten sort of turned on its head in modern times. But this idea of being right with nature, but that's a very, very important part of Chinese medicine is is being right with nature, being in the flow of the seasons, heating the heating the seasons, living with the other creatures, respecting the land, and of course, you know, here we are in 21st century. We're really in this very human centric uh, 
dominated environment where ecosystems have shifted and there's new types of disease that mm-hmm. that uh, have to do with human influence. And that's a whole nother topic that we can get into as a branch of. No, totally. Like, why is this happening? This particular thing, but. Right. I'm sorry? <laughs> no, I said totally. Just that goes into whole, why is this even happening in the first place, which is a long story. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But this, this idea of upright chi is at the center of your health. And immune, immunity, our immune system, is one one side of that. So we have something called the Wei Qi, which is ruled by the lungs, mm-hmm. and that is the protective element. And you would think of that as our mucous membranes, our barriers, and our mm. innate um, system, which is uh, nonspecific. And then we have the kidney Qi, the deeper Qi, that is responsible for immunity at a, at a much deeper level. And we would think of that a little bit more like humoral mediated or, um, adaptive immunity that T cells and B cells mm. and that, you know, you, once you get something, you make antibodies kind of, mm-hmm. kind of thing that comes from bone marrow and thymus and all that. So this is an interplay. Um, and at the center of it all is how we have lived our lives and how we do live our lives. And, um, that translates into how well are we able to uh, translate the things that we take in into useful cells and products that will then defend us and Mm. preserve our energy for a happy, healthy life. No, that's great. That's so good. It's also, it's, it's so holistic. I mean, all ancient forms of medicine are so holistic. So it's never like Mm. do this one thing and your life will be great. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of the opposite of the magic bullet. It's totally (laughs) the opposite of the magic bullet. It's like, think pure thoughts, exercise, get out and you know what I mean? It's like, just be a great human being. (laughs) Yeah. I, I love this idea of being in harmony with nature. And of course, everything in Chinese medicine is the macrocosm and the microcosm. And yeah. The microco- if the microcosm is you, the macrocosm is, is what's not you, what's greater, what's the context you're living in, and what's the bigger picture. And this idea that you, you're right with you and you're also right with the environment and, mm. and with what is greater. It's often conceived of uh, heaven, human, and earth. So mm. humans are standing in the middle between heaven and earth. And mm. In the pictogram situation, that's 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 what life it looks like. And so um, this idea that here we are, humans, we're living on earth, and but we're um, in touch with the heavens, and the, as the heavens and the earth interact with each other, here we are as an expression of that. And our job is to sort of like be in all that, mm. be in in it well. Mm, responsibly. (laughs) Yeah, Um, responsibly, and that means a lot of different things. Yeah, no, totally. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of herbs that I enjoy and have researched from like Chinese medicine background. And also I know that there are some supplements and stuff. We know we don't, we know we can't take a magic bullet, but are there any supplements that you've ever worked with coming from the Chinese medicine side that you feel like are useful to incorporate during this time? Well, I think I would, um, you know, answer your question with a question. What do you mean by supplements? Because Chinese medicine doesn't have supplements. It has herbs. Herbs. I meant herbs. Talk about that. Okay. I meant herbs and medicinal med- mushrooms. Those are the one I use a lot mm-hmm. of medicinal mushrooms from China. So, or at least that originate from Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, um, you know, Hippocrates sort of summed up the Chinese medicine perspective. It's, if I quote this correctly, I think it goes, let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. And, um, and so the idea in Chinese medicine is that herbs are are plants, right? Mm-hmm. Mostly, I mean, we have animal parts in Chinese medicine that are used, and we have shells mm-hmm. and minerals that are used for sure. But uh, for the most part, we're we're using different parts of plants or whole plants. And what is your diet? Your diet is plants, right? It's plants and animals and minerals. And I I caught that you're a um, a raw vegan, so your diet is plants, right? <laughs> and so that 
concept in Chinese medicine is that your very first herbs are your food. Mm. What you, how are you are managing diet. And yeah. then in terms of specialty herbs that we are using, Chinese medicine does have a whole host of adaptogenic herbs Yeah, that can be Right, like astragalus. I use astragalus. I use reishi. Other different ginseng. Right, Mm -hmm. so lots of adaptogenic herbs that can um, upregulate and downregulate, and they're smart. They're smart herbs. They're artificial intelligence. Right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they do what you need them to to do. But but I would say, ever the sort of geeky scientist type person that I am, that. Herbs used outside of diagnosis are are uh, dangerous, mm. and not all herbs are for everybody. And so Chinese medicine very, very carefully looks at each individual and says, "Okay, here's your unique mix of yeah. things that you really you're really handling this very well. We don't need to get in on that. But here you're a little weak in this. You're you're we use the word deficient or vacuous. You're this isn't mm. really uh, robust for you. So we want to give that a little lift and look over here because that was a little off and weak. Like you are heading out of control in this direction. So we have this idea of excess or or too much of something. Yeah. And then this idea of not enough or underfunded. And so the game of in in herbal medicine is really to assess the patient and then uh, select and combine mm-hmm. the herbs that will best serve that person to balance the um, excesses and deficiencies and um, domination patterns and weakness patterns in the body. And that said, that actually leads me to another point is that Chinese herbs are very rarely given individually. Mm. Um, we don't just take uh uh, I mentioned astragalus. We don't just take astragalus or just take, I, I think ashwagandha is an Ayurvedic herb that is very popular. Yeah, ashwagandha. We don't just take that. Um, now, Western herbology, and I don't know about Ayurveda. I can't even believe I brought that up since I'm ignorant, but um, I just know that ashwagandha is um, also a Chinese herb, but it's it's very popular and well-known. We don't give herbs singly. We give herbs in combination and we mm. make prescriptions there are classic prescriptions, but those need to be matched to the constitution and the circumstance, yeah. the, you know, in time of the individual. So it's kind of hard to, to do that. Um, that said, if I had to say anything, I would, I would say uh, garlic mm-hmm. and ginger mm-hmm. <laughs> um, are innocuous in the, in the sense of harming somebody. Yeah, um, our our kitchen kitchen herbs, and of course, Chinese medicine believes that what's in your kitchen is your are your best herbs, your first herbs. So, uh, garlic and ginger is probably something that just about everybody and onions can incorporate into your diet that will be beneficial for immune health. Awesome. How does acupuncture? I mean, no one can get acupuncture treatments right this moment, considering our situation. But how does yeah. acupuncture work to balance immunity? Does it? That I don't know. I've actually had acupuncture, but I'm like, does it actually does it actually work to balance immunity as well in a sense or improve immunity? Sure. Well, um, that's such a great question. And I think the way I want to approach that is that again, when you go to a skillful acupuncturist, we have this idea of skillful means. Mm. in Chinese medicine. And um, so I know there's a lot of cookie cutter acupuncture out there. There's a lot of spa acupuncture. And I don't even know if if they're doing diagnosis in there or not. So I'm not Mm. trying to rip on spas. What I'm trying to say is this idea that there's like, uh, sure, just go put needles in for this Western identifying condition. That doesn't exist in Chinese medicine. Chinese, the oldest Chinese medicine was, was these innkeepers where you would go and you would hang out with a sage and you would eat really good food and get back to nature and sleep and take walks 
and learn movement and then have these heart to heart conversations with a sage. And that's the first medicine. Wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but the idea in Chinese medicine um, and acupuncture came on, came about later than, than herbal medicine. But the, it's always this idea of tuning the body to its own nature. And so can, I think your question was, how does acupuncture balance immunity or how does it, how does it work for immunity? Mm-hmm. And the answer, again, it just comes back to the individual. When that person is in front of you, with you, you're looking at the tongue, you're listening to the pulse, you're hearing the story, you're looking in the face and looking at the colors in the face, you're touching the body and looking at the, um, the, the firmness or the softness of the skin, you're taking in the constitution, um, and you're hearing the story of this person. And that is all getting put into this diagnostic framework. Mm. And with that information, then acupuncture points, the meridian system, the energy system can be um, cued mm-hmm. to uh, help that individual rise to potential. Mm. So, right. So when someone, for example, um, has a cough, let's, let's go with something related here. So a cough. Okay. Is it a wet cough or a dry cough? Is mucus trapped? Is it congealed? Is it absent? Is there blood? Like all these questions are going to go into this. Right. And then based on what's going on and the underlying patterns, of where this person was before they were sick, mm-hmm. that's all going to come together into the mix to understand how are we going to use the innate healing energy that is coursing through this person, their life force. Mm. How are we going to harness that potential to serve this person? So the mm. acupuncture points that are used are put together very strategically on this person's behalf, calling in the systems and assist that the person needs in order to step up. Again, what is acupuncture doing? It's working with that junk chi, that upright chi, that vital force Mm. that the person has available Mm -hmm. to use. It's like if you go into a store and you want to buy something, like you have to have the money to buy it, right? So, I mean, a lot of us are living on on, um, chi credit, right? Right. (laughs) Right. <laughs> like fake foods and stuff. That's a bad joke, but right. um, between credit cards and fake food. But but what are you going to manipulate with acupuncture? You're going to manipulate the resources that the patient has right. along the electromagnetic grid. The acupuncture networks are, are, you know, life forces, how it's often translated, but it's electromagnetics in the, in the scientific measurable uh, world. Right. So the electromagnets of you are going to get manipulated by the insertion of metal into specific spots of decreased electrical resistance in the body. And that strategy, mm-hmm. knowing how all these roads connect and what they can do when they're when they're when different places are partner with each other. It's like I'm going to turn on these lights in the house so that work can be done here. Right. This is so cool. Does that make sense or was that complicated? No, it makes it makes so much sense. And I've actually had acupuncture. I've gone to like a really gangsta old school <laughs> Chinese guy who really uh-huh. like I've I've seen the difference between different types. But the way you just explained it, I thought was really cool because I realized in the course of hear, listening to you that acupuncture is very much a self-healing tool. It's just about getting the right strategist to turn the right lights on, no? I love it. You said it so quickly, succinctly. Well done. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> See, now that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, you can't make something out of nothing, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Not like a magic wand. Yeah. You don't go abracadabra, and now you have energy. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, we use herbs and diet to add things into the body. Yes. To change substances, you work with substances. To change performance, you work with energy. Yes. So how do how do things work? Well, we're going to 
balance is the is the word that's often used with acupuncture, but we're we're going to move things around so that they work more profitably, more efficiently, more mm. effectively mm. for this person. But I can't add anything for you. Right. You got what you got. Right. 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 And that's why we give dietary prescription and herbal prescription to help build the person up. So when somebody comes to see me, um, we're usually working a lot on the level of the mind and the heart yeah. um, to change how they're going to spend energy because your consciousness is going to dictate yes. your actions and everything about your mindset and how you perceive it and what you're going to do about it and what you're going to be, how you're going to be motivated. Yeah. Right. But then we're also working with the other tools. And so prescription is a really big part of my practice, but that also is in the context of all these other this person is doing for themselves because like do you have a meditation practice for example yeah yeah prayer and meditation every day perfect so that's such a great example so like when you get away from it for a few days and don't tell me you never got away from your meditation (laughs) that would be a lie for a few weeks right yeah that would be a lie right (laughs) so when you get away from it what happens you just feel, you just don't feel as right. And also, the other thing that's really cool about prayer, meditation, silence, all of that, self-reflection, the day unfolds differently. You know, you start to really oh, notice yeah. that your day, all of a sudden, is just not flowing. The, you know what I mean? With the same magic and amazingness mm-hmm. that it was when you were, you know, took <laughs> yes, that time. Yes. Yeah, you are, you are, thank you for proving my point. These types of practices and being with yourself, being in your heart, being into the the mystery of Mm. what's greater, which is really all meditation is like, Mm. okay, you sit sit or you walk or you do whatever it is your your meditation practice is and you are tuning in Mm -hmm. to your soul, to your deeper experience, right? I know for me, I get away from that for just a couple of days and it's kind of like, oh, I got away with it the first day. The second day right. is a little edgier. Right. The third, by the third day, I'm an intellectual and I often refer to myself as a recovering intellectual. <laughs> by the fourth day, I'm trying to force life. By the fifth day, you know, I'm just pushing and you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, okay, so all of these self-care practices, food is like that too. Like, okay, you can't, you, you're out to dinner and you eat whatever the hostess is serving and it's really, you're not going to be a jerk, right? Yeah. And then, but you know, like you get too far away from a diet that really serves the body and now your digestion is off. Mm. Now you're cranky. Mm. Now you don't feel well. Now you're getting sick, right? Mm. It's like what you put in, the attention you pay, whether that's attention in your heart and your mind, or that's attention through your food, or it's attention to your body and your life lifestyle, your exercise, all of these little inputs add up to create your immunity, to create that right chi, that upright chi, that healthy chi, that is the maintenance of your health, but it's also your defense out in the world. So, Somebody who is standing on a much stronger platform has a much better opportunity to defend themselves. Love it. Against whatever's coming. No, love it. Let's talk about attention with the mind. When we were chatting before, I was telling you that I really do believe that I could heal myself of pretty much anything. (laughs) That basically I've gotten to a place where I do believe that my immunity is very fortified. But we were talking about... I mean, there's so many things coming at us right now that are increasing anxiety and stress. Um, What are some important things that people need to do to set up healthy barriers? Well, I've started using this phrase recently of the uh, virus of fear. Fear is a virus. And I think that that is, is part of what's going on here, too. And we really know from a science perspective that fear, anxiety, worry, these things really um, are very disempowering to the immune system Mm. and, of course, destabilizing to every aspect of our health. And if, if, for example, we take the Chinese medicine model of, you know, how we're eating and what we're taking in is going to get turned around inside our bodies through this biochemical process, biophysical process, into the 
stuff that is going to feed us, nourish us, make us become our blood, become our hormones, become our neurotransmitters, become our bones, our skin, our hair, right? So what we take in is being turned around. You know, you turn around all the cells of your body every few months. Mm-hmm. You, you just keep remaking the same blueprint. <laughs> so it keeps looking like you and behaving like you, but all of your cells are turning over every few months. You are brand new all the time. So I think the idea here is that when we let in, when we don't have a barrier, mm-hmm. when we don't have self-trust, mm. the ability to interpret what's going on and then decide, what does that mean for me? Mm. How does that impact me? What do I think? Mm. What do I, how do I want to respond to that? But instead get caught up in the momentum of other people's mental scatter Mm. of the fear virus, right? Um, you know, the truth about this particular virus is, is it's highly contagious, but there are certain populations that are going to really struggle and go under. And there are, like most likely, and there are other populations um, in people with more robust upright chi, right? Yeah. That are really just going to develop immunity and antibodies to it. Yeah. And so I I think one of the mind issues is to really be so centered in our hearts. And I, I can give all your listeners a tool for that if, if you'd like. Um, something we can quickly do together right on right now if we want. But I think the more we can stay in our own presence, mm-hmm. in our own hearts. In Chinese medicine, the heart holds the mind and rules the body. Mm. I love that summary. Mm. I love that because when you can anchor into that and you are able to perceive what's going on, sift fact from fiction. Yeah. Not let other people's fears or circumstance influence how you're interpreting the situation. Then you can say, okay, here's where I am on this spectrum. And you know what? I, I ought to you know, you, maybe you don't feel like you need to, um, take these precautions, but me over here, I'm 70 years old and I have asthma Mm. and I've been struggling with digestive issues my whole life. You know what? I'm, I'm somebody who's going to take all those precautions, Mm -hmm. but I understand that that 30 year old over there who doesn't have any of those underlying issues that I have. Mm Mm-hmm make a different decision and just not give in to other people setting the agenda. I think anchoring into ourselves and knowing uh, either who to turn to as a trusted resource to help us interpret information, like healers, doctors, people whose um, opinions we've come to trust Mm -hmm. uh, to help us through sorting. I think that's a great barrier right there. Mm. But also understanding what's true for you is not true for everybody else. So mm. I think that's part of what's going on now is that so much information is flying around. The media is doing what the media does. Yeah. Right? Making stories and that are going to keep everybody watching and and for good and for ill. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not uh, disparaging their job. But I think that... that you know, every day we're reporting the death and we're reporting the, the illness and that helps people understand what precautions they need to take that are very important and also helps us catalog the tragedy and the trouble and, the, and what's going on. But I think it also spreads this uh, false idea that um, that this is going to happen to everybody. I, I was out today taking a run and I was, I was running to, I was turning this corner and some uh, woman was walking her dogs. And so we were going to collide in a T, but we right. could see each other until we got right up to it. Right. And I, I, so here I come out of where I am into the intersection and she freaked out that I was within like 15 feet of her. And she was like, oh my God, oh my God. And she's like, run away. And I'm like, hey, how are you? you I'm know? laughing and really like, hard because this literal exact thing <laughs> happened to me like two days ago when I was on a run. 
Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, wow, we have really (laughs) different consciousness about this. Now I have no idea. Maybe she has cancer. Right, right. Maybe she has autoimmune diseases. Maybe, or maybe she's a healthcare worker and is concerned she might spread something to me. I don't know. Right. But our reaction to that interaction. So different. Completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So I think consciousness has has a lot to do with uh, how we move through absolutely everything in our health and our life. Awesome. Certainly when, I, you know, I get a lot of people who have very uh, serious medical pictures and coming to me mm-hmm. um, and what they believe about what's going on. Mm-hmm. I have found over the years is one of the most significant determinants of what is going to happen in the case. Yes. How they see it. How they see it. What is the opportunity in the in the illness? What do they think what do they think is going on? Why do they think it occurred? Yeah. Um what have they learned from the medical community? What do they think about that? Or are they on autopilot with what the medical community has shared with them? Yeah. Um you know, the per- perception is is a powerful is thing. Something that moves through your entire being, mm-hmm. uh, literally, not to be all woo woo, but mind, body, spirit. It moves through every aspect of us, mm. through cellular intelligence, through system crosstalks, through the way, you know, we have a fancy word in research called psychoneuroimmunoendocrinology. And that means <laughs> <laughs> that what's in your head. Mm-hmm. What's happening in your nervous system, your hormone system, your immune system is all wrapped up together. It's a tango. Mm. And so I think consciousness is one of the great barriers of our immunity, what we let in and what we keep out, what we retain and what we refuse. Yeah. And that's immunity in a nutshell, isn't it? Awesome. This has been so good. Um, Where can people find you online? My website is elizabethcarpenter.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got that URL. I'm so happy. So um, uh, so much easier than Orion's Living, which is uh, what it's been for so long, um, even though I love it because Orion's is the root of the word Oriental. It means toward the rising sun, face oh, nice. a new day. And I love that. And that's still the name of the practice. So the email is info at orionsliving.com. But they can find me at elizabethcarpenter.com and they can email me through the website, the phone number and the, and the uh, emails right there. Awesome. Uh, they can just click on it and do that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. This has been really, really great. Oh, good. Thank you. y'all today i am not taking any questions but remember if you would like to ask a question to the show you can message me via my website therawgirl.com or respond to the prompt for questions via my instagram at therawgirl it is time to close out the show i really hope that this show has inspired and equipped you with useful information that you can now use to protect yourself and your loved ones and get your immunity all the way up Virus or no virus, our health matters, but this is an even more important time for us to take care of our body temples and also have compassion for everyone around us who may need some support or encouragement to make health or lifestyle changes. This is obviously an unprecedented moment. It's something that our generation has never experienced, and I pray that we are all able to actually get better because of it. For now, let's all Make a pledge to make adjustments to our routines, to our lifestyle, to our wellness rituals, and make sure that we can get the most out of the precious time we have left on this planet. In the words of Hippocrates, healing is a matter of time, but it is sometimes also a matter of opportunity. Right now, I believe that in the midst of a trying time, we all have an opportunity to take control of our health 
to experience deeper levels of compassion, and to give our body the fuel it needs to heal and thrive. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at The Raw Girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. And for more on the podcast, find us at stayingagelessshow.com.